You're listening to Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to Update USSA, our uh, weekly with uh, the wonderful Kitty and guests. Wonderful Kitty. How are you Well, today? hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's a double happy Friday because we are here to celebrate what I believe to be the first boat show of the year. Is it? Yeah, but so. it, it's it's and not it's the first run, ever, because right? God knows this is what the seventy fourth running of this show. Yeah, but and uh, there's such a I'm, rare I'm, thing. There's such a rare it's thing. Like the last my, year. my guest list this year has already been oh. killing it. We've gone from doctors and yeah. and, uh, and and crew advocates to everything, and now we're going to the great Pacific Northwest to one of my uh, dear friends and colleagues who is the vice president and director of government affairs for the Northwest Marine Trades Association, who is hosting a very special edition of their Seattle Boat Show. And this show that normally would take two weeks um, and run forever and, and take up most of Seattle has gone, unfortunately, like a lot of things, has gone virtual this year. But it's not virtual, it's connected. And so we figured it would be a great opportunity to bring Peter, who is running the show, because he's a multi-talented guy, not as he a rock star. In the State House in Washington, he is a rock star online as well and has his own podcast and is a, is a talent on his own. So please join me in welcoming Peter Schrappen. Wow, thank you. Jeez. <laughs> no, okay, you're done. Come on. The introduction like a, took the hour, Peter, yeah. so you're off the hook. You're going to ask for like a kidney donation or something. That was really uh, nice. We, 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 wow. need so, yeah, uh, we need that Hollywood I'm not sure what else there is to say. <laughs> we got That's a lot a wrap. to talk about. That's a wrap. That's, a wrap. Uh, That's, no, uh, ki- That's our show for this week. Thanks for joining us here. Exactly. <laughs> this beat the man, the myth, the legend is here live with us today on superyachtradio.com. And so is Peter. Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, Kitty hit it out of the park there, as they say in the United States. But yeah, the 74th annual Seattle Boat Show started yesterday at 4 o'clock, and it's going to run Sunday. And because it's online, it doesn't really ever end. So uh, the Seattle Boat Show normally is a nine day affair. And this year we've gone online, and I would say that that actually allows us to do some things that we don't typically get to do. Like uh, we're famous for our seminars, and we can really. Add to your boating IQ with the 84 hours of seminars we have online. And then, as Kitty mentioned, I'm hosting a live stream with 80 or so guests coming through the stage virtually. And uh, we've got 15-minute interviews throughout the day. And it's been a it's a team effort. There's nine of us, and uh, it's but it's been a really fun effort to work on. So thanks, Kitty, for that introduction. Oh, no, I'm excited because um, um, USSA, we've been a partner with the Northwest, uh, the NMTA, the Northwest Marine Trades Association, for many years. And Peter is a former board of directors member of the USSA as well. Um, we actually put together a couple of segments for your, your event. So um, on Saturday, uh, we're going to have a Saturday evening, I believe, an update on the U.S. with the you know from around the the country, and then on Sunday we'll be having um, an update from our international partners on the West Coast, um, everywhere from Mexico down to Antarctica. So we really took in the full gamut of boating on the West Coast, from Alaska to Antarctica. And uh, so, if you have any interest in tuning in, it's on the USSA website calendars and. Um, 
and online as well. But so we were excited to be a part of it. But what a cool program you have in store, Peter. I mean, you've got a lot of special guests uh, that are lined up for this weekend and interesting programming. So so tell me, how did you guys make this determination? I mean, obviously, going to uh, a COVID kind of environment, you know, how did you guys make that determination to go completely virtual? Well, we really relied on our board of directors to help set that strategic direction. And we started actually in, in June, June 25th and 26th was our Anacortes Boat and Yacht Show. Anacortes is about an hour north of Seattle. So we had a, a run of it. We made a go of it in June and we'll learn from some of the things we did well and improve some of the other areas. Totally revamped it though. I'll tell you, it's like moving from black and white to talkies in Hollywood kind of thing. Like it's now, we've got literally a three-dimensional boat show that you can walk the red carpet which we're famous for you can hop on a pirate ship uh it's real i'd say real life but it's not real life it's bigger than real life because it's 3d it's uh, bigger a, than real life exactly Mega and life. you don't have to wear a jacket <laughs> that's right you can't do what though um uh, uh there's a, a treasure hunt that you can win prizes and the, there's a selfie station you can put different kind of uh, costumes on to take a selfie from your couch and then post that online and then we've got 200 exhibitors this is a really selling show so we have two, 200 exhibitors you can tell I'm really excited. We've got 200 exhibitors, go. 600 boats uh, at least, uh, 1,000 accessories, 10,000 photos to choose to, to play with. There's 3D technology there, too. That's called Matterport technology. So it's we've been saying it's Zoom meets Netflix. And Zoom is, is, if you want to buy a house, you can do that from your home as well. So that's the Zoom reference. The Netflix, we've got so many seminars on fishing and boating and then the live stream, of course. So... That's it. In a, I would say in a nutshell, that was a that was a large nut. <laughs> no, it's not. It was just scratching the surface because you know you. Um, we think about painting a picture because we're obviously um, a radio station um, and we're not able to show visually the the absolute magnificent beauty of your area up there in the Pacific Northwest. Kind of take us through about you know the area and boating in your area. I mean, you know, we're talking we're the super yacht industry here. Um, it, that's really kind of spiked in your area this last summer and and it's kind of set to have another good season in the coming year. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I would say that we're, we're not an overnight success. We really want to pay tribute to the builders that made this area so famous. I'm thinking about Westport and Delta and Nordland and Northern Marine. They have you know put their flag in the ground and called Washington State home for decades. So we, we, we're building on that tradition. We've been part of USSA's uh, Super Yacht Pavilion at US at the FLIB show since June uh, or since 2011. So we've been building on that as well. And then we've got a great group of volunteers, a core team in place called Super Yacht Northwest because that, that market's a little bit better than the Super Yacht Committee of Northwest Marine Trade Association. So <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, we're calling ourselves Super Yacht Northwest as the public-facing entity. We've hired a great PR firm to help us tell our story. You hear that a lot. We need to tell our story better. So Purdy Rogers has come on staff to help us with our sizzle reel and our messaging. And um, the, the proof's in the pudding. Boats are coming and uh, they're having a great time. And there's and I'll just say one more thing, and I'll stop talking to you for a second, but there's a show called Deadliest Catch, which is about uh, Alaska crabbing, and those boats are moored in the Seattle area, and those workers, the marine trades, need boats to work on when those boats are up commercial fishing, so those boats work on yachts. So we already have the workforce here. We have the Metropolitan Glitz of Seattle and the entire Puget Sound, and then we're very close to Canada, and then everyone wants to go to Alaska. Have you watched so that well, show, we, we know that Canada, sorry, so, I mean, we have had Canada closed this last year for, you know, for a majority of time, but 
you know, did make efforts and, and made positive strides to allow boats to make the trip uh, through the, the passage up to Alaska once Alaska opened um, a little bit late or mid-late or mid-summer. But, I mean, even just in Seattle, I mean, talk about what, I mean, what are the amenities there? You guys have, there's the, you have a lot of different aspects and places and destinations right there for yachts to, to dock and to experience different things downtown and, and around the city. Well, exactly. We're really blessed to have freshwater marinas that can handle super yachts. So we've got a handful of those right in the Seattle area. You can see the Seattle skyline from those marinas. And then uh, we've got uh, the locks right there, which are easy. The Ballard locks are famous locking. They're the, most bus- the busiest locks in the United States. So those are easy to, to maneuver. And then all the fun. I moved out here from the Midwest because of uh, a bunch of reasons. I met my, my wife who's from the area. And we moved out here and it's been just a so much fun in the area you think about all the list of outdoor activities if you're a hiker or a biker or extreme sports adventure you name it we have it i would say if you want to come out here and want to lay on the beach we're probably not your first choice but everything else besides that you'll find here recreational fishing crabbing and then the food and the wine and the coffee or that reputation speaks for itself um, maybe not so much the wine we're our wine is up there with napa and sonoma mm-hmm. and any of the other famous wine regions as well and speaking of wine, I mean, when you say wine, is, is, is it mostly reds or whites or a combination thereof? It's a combination of both. Uh, the big reds, uh, the kind of the Bordeaux-style reds. Uh, it gets really hot here. We're on the same latitude as uh, the Bordeaux area of France. Um, so Wall Wall is probably the most, if you think about prizes, they probably win the most prizes, the Wall Wall region of, of Washington State. Um, the That's about six-hour drive from Seattle. And so then it's quite you, a big state, so it's, it's not... Yeah, it's, yeah, it takes about six hours to basil fly. Um, and then Pinot Noir is famous in the Oregon area. That's just south of Washington State, and that's that's going to need a little bit uh, more of a climate that's a little cooler. Those are really delicate grapes and harder to produce, and that's you'll find that more in Oregon and in the hot areas where the uh, big reds are from in Washington State. But white, we have white as well. I'll put our whites up against anyone as well. Uh, Sauvignon, Black, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, uh, Gewurz Demeanor, you know, you can run the gamut. I know because everybody thinks of, of Washington State as the coffee, you know, the coffee capital of the world, and you guys are the ones who exported coffee everywhere, and now it's it, now it's everywhere. You, I mean, you wait, people wait in line for hours to get their cup of that really foul-smelling stuff. Hey-oh. <laughs> You're doing really well Not for that for part. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. She sits her Diet Coke. Yeah. I haven't had a Diet Coke since June. Oh, I didn't know that. Congratulations. I have been off of Diet Coke. Oh. I, have, I have now become a teetotaler or a crystal light drinker. I have, and I, cause I, I, that coffee, I could not ever drink that coffee. It's just, it's, it's just smelled so harsh. But I know a lot of people that would like they die without their daily dose, mm. you know? Yeah, and, well, you, and I would say we're, <laughs> we're kind of an underrated tier as well. I did an interview the other day with the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, they do a high tea there, and there's a lot of tea drinking going on here as well. I think we just like to spend time hanging out, having fun, writing. We've got a lot of famous writers from our area, so I think we appreciate the finer qualities of life here in the Seattle, Washington State area. At the Four well, I can definitely Hotel. vouch for the food and the seafood. Sorry. Yeah. I, I I never had Dungeness crab or king crab before, and my first trip uh, with USSA up to Washington State, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I I would say, "Sorry, uh, Maine," that I think that Dungeness has it all over 
lobster <laughs> and everybody has a Dungeness crab recipe or a crab cake or something like I just dream of Dungeness crab. Well, thanks Kitty for saying that. I'd put a plug in for Boat Show TV. I interviewed Ethan Stoll, Chef Ethan Stoll is a, a mega star, famous chef in the Seattle and around the world, around the country area. He and I were on a Lindell 46, which is a boat built in our state and he cooked up, he shared his secrets behind the perfect crab cake. So that, that aired last night but you can watch that again online at um, seattleboatshow.com under the activity section and Boat Show TV. And that is, I'm sorry, the kitchen, Boat Show Kitchen. And so Ethan Stoll's recipes are there. And we also play with oysters as well. So a lot there. Can I ask Peter, just, you know, the Seattle Boat Show, can you kind of step us, I mean, it, this is its 74th year, but a little bit about the history and how, I mean, uh, from the European side, we know all about Monaco and, and the big ones. Um, it, there's some huge ones in the States that we actually don't know that much about. So can you kind of tell us a little bit of the history of the boat show before this it's, year? It's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it's interesting. Wine. Back in 19... 19- how much time do you have? No, uh, back in 1947, it's hard to do math when you've got a lot, number that big. But ni- back in 1947, um, a core group of companies came together under what's called an aso- a trade association, kind of like a chamber of commerce, and decided that together we're better, alone we're divided. And that's a kind of a common theme through a lot of United States history is, you know, to get better together, divided we fall. United we stand, divided we fall. You'll hear that in a lot of different mantras in the United States. So, yeah, we, we came together to under one tent, literally, for a boat show. And then also there was a tax issue that companies were facing back then. It's funny, there's still tax issues we're facing today, and there's still a boat show. That's a real important part to our businesses. So our businesses will write about 50% of their activity during the Seattle Boat Show, and um, it's a way for consumers and sellers to come together in the marketplace. And no one could do that alone. It's not just a company that puts this together. We, we worry about all kinds of different activities that would affect this eight state's $8 billion recreational boating industry. Eight, $8 billion for Correct. Seattle? Washington State. Well, Washington, Washington State. The Washington State. So we're okay. six, <laughs> six like, in wow. the country. <laughs> Yeah, six in the country. So the maritime is big in our state. It's a $38 billion industry, um, and $8 billion is recreational boating, and we're also famous for shipping. We've got two big ports, Port of Tacoma, which you'll see in my background here, and then also the Port of Seattle. So that adds, um, there's supply chain, um, logistics, passenger ferries. We build a lot of stuff in our state when it comes to maritime. So of the $38 billion, recreational boating is an $8 billion industry. And we like to say boating means business. It's not just something that you stare at, but it, these employ tens of 28,000 people in our state are employed on, on the maritime side. Wow. And on top of that, you have, with, with that, you have a lot of, of master craftsmen there. So, you know, it's not, you're not just building just rugged stuff. There's a lot of good tradesmen and quality, quality working, a working team that you have there because you have history and it's, and it's been rich and long. And, and we, like you said, we have a lot of, uh, you know, our most of our U.S. builders are still remaining in the Washington State area because yeah, often the, finding good trades in the states is not always easy. Good, yeah, another good point. I think that a great symbol of that is in Port Angeles, Washington, which is about two and a half hours from Seattle. It's right on the the Strait of Juan de Fuca, which is kind of a stopping point for a lot of boats as they go to Alaska and. For, in the United States, for a while there, we were concerned that Walmart was going to destroy downtown areas because it would come into cities and, or towns and then Main Street would fall apart. Well, in Port Angeles, Walmart moved in, 
they had a store and now that store is now empty and it's full of Westport's craftsmen and women building cabinets. They they moved their entire uh, production program to this giant Walmart facility. And so they do everything from furniture to um, fabrication of parts for the different vessels. It's really quite a spectacular site. And because that's a commercial port at Port of Port Angeles, they also have the ability to haul larger vessels over there as well. So it's so they do have a lot of infrastructure in the state of Washington. It's not just for smaller boats or even just commercial boats. There's a lot of of capability to to repair, refit and do a lot of service work in that area as well. Can I? We had the pleasure of talking with you last year, but it was a little bit before the season kicked in. Um, you know, it was difficult to know at that stage what, what where <laughs> exactly if they if what where. Um, how did how did the year go for you? We were busy, as Kitty alluded to. Boats could not get to Canada. So we're the stopping off part normally anyway. So we had very bu- busy marinas here. Uh, boat sales in general were up about 12%, which is in line with the national 13%. Um, the boater education card, which is required in our state, is a good barometer of how successful boating is going. They issued 35,000 last year in our state of Washington, and normally 25,000 are issued. So um, activity on the water is spiking. I don't know. Did you want to yeah, look no, for no. some optimism? I mean, that's great to hear because I, I think it is a sort of reflection and, and we've heard this with other guests with Kitty as well, but that there was, despite a very turbulent year, a definitely a, a steady... A wanting to escape. A wanting to escape, but also a, a, a steadiness in our industry, which is very reassuring. And from, I presume, the shipbuilder's point of view, I'm certainly here in... in the European side, their business has stayed good, if not better, and um, uh, with your big shipyards there too, it it must have been a, a great cushion as well in a time where a tremendous amount of industries like hospitality were and hotels and cruises were really hit really hard. Um, that must have brought a certain stability for the state as well. Well, I'm on a lot of calls with associations of different backgrounds like the hospitality and the restaurant association and i just kind of keep quiet <laughs> and i reach well look for my crying towel because it is really tragic to hear about how awful their members are doing and how many are going out of business famous iconic restaurants and bars and just shuttered forever so yeah. i try not to be a tall poppy in those conversations um i would say though the seattle boat show is a huge part of our the northwest Marine trade association's success so the fact that we had a pivot overused word <laughs> online um, has a sitting up in our chair and thinking at long term about the success of the of the trade association so what's well, not all coming up roses this is something that we're looking at very seriously this online platform and it very well may be here to stay at least on the seminar side because we're mm-hmm. selling tickets in israel now portugal singapore before we, that was on a lark and i think now we can look to other markets to drive people to our website to learn some they talk about 10,000 hours you need 10,000 hours to be an expert well people can pick up their 10,000 hours by tapping into our seminars for example and a global reach as well which is great you know it, it brings not just you know people within the states but you know a, a whole nother kind of global reach that possibly wasn't there in the same way if you hadn't brought it digital exactly Nigel Calder's a famous um, boat 
design uh, boat systems expert, and he's able to not have to fly from Maine to Seattle to present to a sold out room that can only host thirty people. Mm-hmm. That's something called boat. That's another. I would mention that too. Boat Show University is part of the Seattle Boat Show. That is an even more strenuous part of the seminars for like diesel mechanics, and that's where people really go and get learn and their acumen just continues to rise so that's another piece of the seattle boat show that we can actually we don't have to sell out rooms anymore we can just have it online are, are you finding that you're reaching we don't want to people? say that to the hospitality industry <laughs> but uh, or the restaurants that are there as well but but it does provide us as as mave said a more global reach yep. because i mean like you say a lot of boats are exploring new cruising grounds and new opportunities to try someplace different than the med and the caribbean and the med and the caribbean and when you look for uh, places that have a lot of diversity in both cruising and for activities for yacht crew mm. um the washington state area provides a lot peter i mean tell me some about some of the things that that you started to allude to earlier about the the hiking and the the there's there's the the world's largest temperate forest is right there right um outside of seattle yeah three national so national parks are these really sacred places in the united states like yellowstone is probably the most famous and there's not every state even has one uh, missouri where i'm from in the middle of the country doesn't have any but washington state has three famous national parks mount rainier probably the most famous which is the highest peak in north america in the united states um is only an hour from seattle there's another national park north of seattle an hour and then as kitty mentioned the uh, Olympic National Park is near Port Angeles. Um, so, yeah, that that's right there. Uh, I would really challenge you to mention a leisure activity that you like to do, and I would say that we you can find that here in spades in our state golf. Uh, the U.S. Open was here not that long ago. Um, shopping and dining and the, the restaurant scene is out of control. Or <laughs> The takeout restaurant scene is out of, was out of control. Exactly. Um, and the provisioning um, for, for, for yacht chefs to get quality provisions. I mean, all you have to do is think about the iconic market um, at Pike's- uh, Yeah, Pike Place Market. And Pike I, Place I, yeah. Market where you have them tossing fish, you know, from one end to the other and everything is fresh right out of the, right out of pristine cold waters and crabs and seafood and, and, and meat as well. and. Um, very farm-to-table mindset in the in terms of the food scene up there. I have to take a um, that I say that it. Chef I, I'm, I'm starting to dribble over my microphone. I'm already here. smiling, going, and starting here comes it. the chef, Kitty, because you can. I know. Yeah. I'm like, as I like talking about food. <laughs> the <laughs> so gourmet experience of my time in, <laughs> in Washington State of like the fantastic greens you can get and all the fabulous seafood and like oh my gosh you don't need to almost do anything to it you know it's just, it just comes out of the ocean just perfect and so so we have everything for you so if you're looking for a new place to go cruising and i say this peter because a lot of our listeners are in europe so they might not have ever had that that opportunity to experience all of the wonders of the great Pacific Northwest. We, we don't and really hear about it, to be honest. I mean, it's all about the Caribbean. It's all about uh, Patagonia and and you know, down to Antarctica, and of course uh, the Arctic areas. But we don't really hear about the. I mean, for all we know, 
boats leave the the shipyard delta and come down so there's we need to to ramp up um, the kind of knowledge in Europe and talk more about as we have been with update USSA <laughs> about well that's why I have Peter here there. today exactly, exactly. <laughs> can I ask but Peter could, could, oh, sorry, sorry. Can, can I just go back to um, quick question on the show uh, attendance wise how have you found it because you, you you've kind of you're more accessible now for people. Have you been happy with the the sign up and the attendance so far? Yeah, it's hard to measure. It's apples and oranges. It's hard to measure yeah. our success this year with the previous years because one ticket is good for the entire home, uh, your I entire see, household. I like that idea, the family ticket. Yeah, it's like, you know, as many, as many people can comfortably fit on your couch from your home, uh, it, it works. So it's been a little difficult. I think we're going to probably figure it's about 1.5 to one kind of ratio, uh, but the website hits have been great. The interest is there. People, at the end of the day, I think people want to touch and feel a boat before they're going to buy it. But this allows, we're providing the marketplace. We're we're connecting. We're playing matchmaker, mm-hmm. and the tools that we have on our website with that three D technology, the calendar setting appointment, this boat show deals, which I haven't even mentioned, really help us kick off boating season in the Northwest and. Um, to Kitty's point a second ago, there's just these iconic brands that are based in Seattle area, Amazon, Starbucks, Microsoft, Expedia. It's an, almost an endless list of probably household names all over the world. And they're based here because and oftentimes when companies like that are based here, there's such a kind of higher quality of life that exists to, Can to I- service that, that clientele. Can I ask just, you know, kind of getting um, for, for Seattle of, I mean, in particular Seattle, but I would kind of presume it, it's a little bit of a bridge from Southern California to those going up to Alaska. It kind of forms that bridge point. But of the, the yachting um, industry that comes in there, where would a lot of people be coming would they be coming up from the south? Would they be coming over from somewhere else? Where would a lot of the traffic be coming into Seattle? Yeah, uh, Kitty, you, you could weigh in here too, but I feel like they'd be coming up from Ensenada or from you know going through the canal or having their their yacht shipped over here. Um, but yeah. yeah, coming up from the south, uh, San Diego. We've had Kate on before. I think so. Um, I mean, we we do you get uh, some, does it go down the other way as well? Does it come over from the Pacific, then to Alaska, and then down to Seattle? You know, you going through the great, the great Loop on the top. That, that yeah. there are groups that will do that, but traditionally, as, as you know, Peter is saying, it's like you know, and we ship. Um, we have a number of members that are yacht shipping companies, and they will um, take your boat from the Caribbean or Fort Lauderdale, which is a you know, it's kind of, you know, we're like point counterpoint in the United States and that South Florida is the traditional gateway from Europe and the Caribbean. And so they'll stop down there in South Florida, stock up the boat or dump it on a, on a, on a yacht ship, container ship, get the crew, you know, 10 days to 14 days off and then meet the boat. They typically ship them to Victoria in Canada. Um, and uh, it's been made it a little bit more challenging this year because of COVID and the um, the closed Canadian border. But we still worked uh, around, you know, figured out ways to work with Canadian citizens and things. And we've worked with the Canadian government and and, and uh, Coastal Control and CBP and and U.S. Coast Guard to be able to continue to move those vessels. But as Peter said, that they'll often winter in Mexico or. Cabo or further south and then summer 
in the Northwest and, uh, you know, do the, you know, Seattle area and then do the beautiful trip up to Alaska. The, that, that whole passage is absolutely, it, it, it's spectacular. <sighs> and it is, it's, it is definitely something that should be on everyone's bucket list. Um, there are some issues depending on the size of the vessel with pilotage. Um, and so I definitely recommend any large uh, vessels, and I mean large over, say, 300 gross tons, and I think it might even be a little bit lower um, in terms of pilotage in Alaska, but uh, for, for movement, that could make it a little bit of a challenge in some regards up there, but it's not without, you know, great opportunities and possibilities. And the one positive thing, and we talked about this last year, was because of COVID, um, we were able then the, and the lot the lack of cruise ships which that was a huge mm-hmm. cruise ship destination that the there were a lot more opportunities for yachts to dock at the commercial docks so whereas places that typically didn't have a lot of easy access for super yachts they they definitely found it and found it in big numbers this year in alaska and in the many islands that that form the alaska chain and uh, spent time there and i know are already planning for this coming summer so um it it looks like it's already setting up to be a a a big year for the northwest again it was one of the um a lovely guest of ours last year uh captain guy frazier oh yeah had uh, chatted with us because he had done a, a somewhat an adventurous trip during lockdown from um, to get home. from Southeast Asia and mm-hmm. down to Australia before it locked down. And then he got the opportunity to head back and he lives in the Northwest, but he got the opportunity to have a couple smaller jobs of being able to get around the Northwest. And he said, oh, I was just delighted because I got to r- kind of rediscover and discover again these amazing beautiful places that you know are just so unique in in its geography and it's how it's made up that you know i'm i'm really grateful i've had this opportunity again to see this part of the country i mean there's yeah. no more beautiful place to socially distance <laughs> yeah I, I, there's an expression i heard just yesterday it's it, it's the, it's better to know one mountain than many mountains and that's what COVID has really allowed us just to tap into our backyard and really appreciate mm-hmm. the splendor that we have everywhere. I mean, you don't have to be blessed to have something like what we have in the Pacific Northwest, but every corner of the world, there's magic. And to have it right here in our back. And Katie, you haven't even talked about Roche Harbor. There's a string I, of oh islands. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was wearing really, my Roche Harbor. No one, no one knows about it till now, but there's a, a chain of islands called the Gulf <laughs> Islands and the San Juan Islands. The Gulf Islands are on the Canadian side and the San Juan Islands are on the united states side uh, as part of washington state and that's just a chain of islands where the lifestyle there every island is different it's got a different flavor and oh, kitty so charming it's yeah kitty was able to check out roche harbor which is the one of the most famous marinas in the united states probably the most famous marina you've never heard of where they do a great job of just catering to the whims of any sort of request you would have and then every night they lower the flag and there's some revelry oh, and people jumping so- in and I just would put that on anyone's list of places to check out that are famous, but maybe it's something you haven't heard of, and it's famous for a good reason. And it's and it's just like you said, Maeve, it's a great place to just kind of step away. And the pace is definitely slower um, than down here in South Florida um, or the Northeast. It's a, it's it's amazing how culturally 
we all speak English. Well, there's a lot of different cultures in, in Washington state, but you know, as Americans, we all are primarily speak English, but the, but the whole attitude that it's a Pacific state of mind is vastly more, more slow and, and more at, you know, at a slower pace. And, and it's like, a, yeah, okay. It's, it's more chill. And I don't know if it's because marijuana is legal in a lot of places up there. And well, I think I, I've thought about this a lot. There's an author <laughs> named Richard, Flo- Richard Florida who writes about urban renewal and uh, the importance of urban areas. And he talks about the secret sauce of areas that make it cities that make it unlike St. Louis, my hometown. Uh, uh, but he talks about technology, talent, and tolerance, and you really need all three for an urban area to attract talent. So that, that's what gets people there. And then technology, like the Microsoft and the Amazon, and then tolerance is kind of the marijuana. We we legalized um, gay marriage. We we're in the first states to legalize gay marriage. Um, so I think we have that all here in the Pacific North or in Seattle and Portland is a good example, and on the East Coast, of course, as well. There are examples too. Well, it also makes it presumably a very adaptable place to live. You know, if if you have those three perimeters, then in some ways you can cater for anyone in the world. Yeah, and it's interesting. He also downplays the importance of sports. As a sports fanatic, I have now thought to, thought about that a lot. And it, I don't know. The Seahawks brands might disagree yeah, with that. But his point, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. This is a rabbit. Yeah, his point is that people don't move to a city because of the sports team, and for people to move to a city to make take a bet on a city that you want to move to, which is a lot of our your your constituents, you really need those three. And sports teams, not so much. Because you can still be a fan. I mean, I'm a Pitts, I'm from Pittsburgh. I am always a Steelers fan. I'll be a Steelers fan, but I live in South Florida, so I'm also a Dolphins fan. I mean, I root for the Dolphins, and you know, they're they're my home team down here. But you know, in my in my heart, I'm still Steel City Kitty. So um, you know, I still root for my Steelers. So if they were both playing the same match, who oh, who would you be? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wear she keeps flipping her hat around. She got both yeah. teams. I actually got because my uh, my boyfriend is is he's from New England, which is amazing that he was a not a New England fan. He's a diehard Dolphin fan, and I got a, a flag for our front of our house for the season, and one half was the Steelers, and one half was the Dolphins, and he. He wouldn't even put it up. He's like, no way, because <laughs> the Steelers were on the top side and the Dolphins were on the bottom. <laughs> but but you're right. I agree with you, Zach, because you can still be a fan and not live in the city, you know, where you live. But you're right. It's a, it's just it's such a nice thing to be able to hear about a, an area like as Maeve said. You don't, you know, it's kind of off the beaten path, you know, because our traditional pathways in yachting is, you know, Europe. East, Eastern U.S., Europe, Eastern U.S., including the Caribbean, etc. cetera. Uh, but we are seeing a big trend of, of yachts making the move through the canal and spending time in the West, you know, with Australia and New Zealand and staying in that, that great loop in the West side and even Southeast Asia and, you know, the, the old the Micronesia and all those areas. And so it's a great opportunity to really take in that you could spend a couple of years doing completely different style of cruising but know that you have the amenities you have the resources to repair refit um and things that you you don't want to be you know people get really nervous about going to a new location and i remember my first trip to australia you think we're so far away from 
anything that you know what what would happen if my boat broke my yacht broke down here and then you see all the resources they have there are spectacular well the same goes true in in a good many parts in the united states you know particularly in the northwest so you can cruise with confidence in the great northwest but uh, so um peter you know in in with regards to do you who are your famous guests that you are having on any on any of your shows do you have anybody that's got big names or is it is it all industry or uh what's the types of uh, programs that you're doing on your streaming so my stream my, my 34 hours or four hours into it right now um is more about how to have the best time possible how to create the most happiness on your boat not really about how to get your diesel engine to work so i've kind of stuck with my what i know my values um so i've got I read this book, um, The World in Six Glasses, and it explains how coffee, tea, wine, Coca-Cola, and um, some other glass uh, explains the world. <laughs> and um, so I've tried to copy that. I've got like how to create the perfect cup of coffee. I've got a coffee master on this morning. Then I've got Captain Sandy and Captain Lee coming on. Thanks to Kitty for helping me arrange that. So we'll be visiting with them later um, later today at 1.30 uh, Pacific time with, with Captain Lee, and then 4.30 with Captain Sandy Pacific time. But um, Captain, uh, Chef Ethan Stoll, I, one of the one of the more fun things is, um, excuse me, my dog squeaks there, is there's a show called um, House Hunters, mm-hmm. and we actually got inside a 5,000 square foot house, mansion, uh, floating home, so things leave us in Seattle, and he allowed us to give it, get a tour of his home, so we're going to be airing that as well, and if you've ever dreamed about living on a houseboat, floating it's, home. Sorry, the houseboat well, well, is 5,000 feet? It's four feet. stories long. There's no basement, um, but uh, yeah, it's an incredible. <laughs> actually, it's such a large home that they had to change the city permitting laws to make sure that those sort of homes didn't overpopulate the area. So, but it's a it's a work of art, and um, so that that will be on there as well. Cool. Um, we've got a distillery uh, spirits. Uh, a gentleman that owns a, a distillery will be on there. Who's got a chef? So, yeah. Can I ask Peter? Long, the, the long book? lineup of different guests. Eighty guests with eighty different expertise. A uh, famous. Uh, a librarian who's got an action figure named after her in our you can buy on amazon i'm having her to talk about her favorite books to read famous librarian i know she had uh, nancy pearl you can look her up she's a well well-regarded author um uh, this morning i'm interviewing a gentleman named daniel brown who wrote the boys in the boat and george clooney just picked up his book to create a movie about the United, university of washington's rowing team that had a lot of success cool. in the 1936 um, time so yeah, Daniel Brown will be joining me oh, in a little bit, and I George actually Clooney was given be... that book by my mom. Oh, I haven't read it yet. There you go. But it, it's this was like not on planned. my shelf. That you and, and I thought I was the last person, person to read that. I yeah, did I actually I was... look at all the photos, though. I have to admit, I was a bit of a kid, and I <laughs> looked through all the photos. I just Some haven't looked through it yet. Good-looking but... people. The rowers—they're uh, chiseled even more than me. Yeah, no, but um, it was a beautiful <laughs> story. You know, sorry, I shouldn't have said no, no at the start of that. Yeah. So that. That kind of stuff. So um, Daniel Brown will be with me at 11.30 Pacific time today. And, and we'll have all that. Uh, you can re- re-watch it later, thanks to the beauty of the internet. So a beautiful thing. That is the other thing I was wondering of, you know, it. it I mean, it sounds like you, you're kind of appealing to a, a wide audience as well. It's not just, you know, people, if, if they're not necessarily yachty, there's still a lot of different things for them to find out about and hear about and it's quite a large platter of yeah options. I, yeah when i think about what i like to do on the boat it's not i do not like to get in the engine room i like to 
cater to the happy hour crowd. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out a way to do an even better job catering to the people that don't necessarily want to get in the engine engine room. We have seminars on that. I would not be a good person to interview on that. So I really just wanted to see how we can maximize fun on a boat. And also bringing in the personalities, you know, um, both Ken, Sandy and Lee are uh, not just well-known in the States, but, you know, they're very, very well-known in, in Europe as well. And great to see their personalities, too, because, you know, there's a certain... Um, the reality of it. Yeah, the, the reality of actually getting to chat to them. I did have the pleasure of talking to Sandy last year, and just such a lovely person. It must be nice to have the chance to just, you know, have her as Captain Sandy and not just the and image. And she's, she's so like that. She's so genuine. And so is Lee. I mean, yeah, Lee lives right that. down the street from me. And I have dinner with he and his wife on a regular basis, and he's just such a really cool guy. He plays the guitar, and you know, just just, just hangs out, very chill, and um, you know, it's 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 nice to see them in their like unplugged world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and to be able to just kick back and and relax. And but, Kitty, I've got a, I was gonna mention I've got a, a Fort Lauderdale sailing superstar on the show pam wall do you know pam oh goodness yeah yeah so yeah so really just trying to inspire people to make that decision to buy a boat spend more time on a boat today than they did yesterday i think one thing i've as i've done some research is people really go to the grave with regret in their life and it's really so sad that they haven't taken that step to maximize the time we have on this planet earth on this blue marble so whatever we can do to inspire people to take action to live today carpe diem mentality which you'll see in all sorts of cultures is something that I'm trying to transcend, not just the Pacific Northwest, but around the world. But you also have that same mindset in your your own podcast, because you are, have your own podcast as well. And uh, let's do a little quick shameless plug for oh, that. Oh, you're too kind. So yeah, it's called the Joy of Life Podcast, uh, thejoyoflifepod.com, and it's about inspire. It's about leadership, kindness, and joy, and how people can find more of that. And so I try to find well-known people to interview and try to um, uncover what makes them tick and we talk about leadership kindness and joy i'm really happy with the last one it was with chip Connolly, who started he's the namesake of my podcast um, he started something called the modern elder cat modern elder academy which is a place for people to go from 33 to 88 to kind of figure out what they want to do with their lives and before that he became the world's foremost expert in festivals so he went to 36 festivals in 20 20 countries um, and has a website which I can share with you and he rates the different festivals and he's also on the Burning Man uh, Steering Committee which is a famous festival in Nevada and then before that he ran a hotel chain in California, a boutique hotel chain that catered to rock and roll superstars so world's most interesting man who's ha- wow. kind enough to join me for just 30 minutes and we've talked about a whole bunch of different topics so yeah how great though i mean particularly at the moment you know to have things that just spread a little bit more joy and are you know insightful or inspirational yeah amen yeah i i just finished this david lynch book um famous director hollywood director about Mm -hmm. um transcendental meditation and he talks about how if you want an idea to spread you really just need to get to 8,000 people and he got to 8,000 people by looking at the square the 1% 1% of the world's population is, uh, and the square root of 1% of the world's population is 8,000 people. So his magic number is 8,000. If you can get those 8,000 on your message, thinking about your mindset, you really can get an idea to spread. So I was like, well, shit, 8,000 is pretty, pretty easy to do. So, um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds doable. When you break it down into a bite-sized piece like that, it does sound more attainable 
because I think most people don't don't act or don't don't pursue things because like you said Peter you think about the how many millions and billions there are in the world that you're like I can't ever make this happen I can't ever break through but when you break it down to such a such a seemingly doable number I mean heck I have more than 8,000 friends on my LinkedIn so well heck I already hit there <laughs> but they don't see it all no but that's that's fascinating I and I totally I love that it, about the, the Seattle Boat Show has always been about spreading fun and family and joy and um, and fishing, which is a great topic up there. And you guys, as an association, have been very supportive of the fisheries in your state and you know, worked on a lot of legislation. That's, that's the real big focus of your job. You don't spend your normal job and your normal day being a, the the news ca- the the streaming live guy from the from Washington State, you spend your time mostly uh, in the state house and working on uh, legislative affairs and government issues. Um, what are some of the things that you guys are working on right now in Washington State? Yeah, the session the the legislators are not always working um, in their state in the state capitals, and now they are for our state for the next hundred days. And we are trying to make it easier for vessels to visit here. So um, right now, if you want to go on a skipper chartered vacation in our state, it's really difficult with the tax implications. So we're trying to ease those up and make it more convenient for people that want to spend their dollars and time in our state on vacation with a skipper provided boat. So that's, that's something a, that that's a very important thing because we all know that charter is often the tip of the spear in terms of getting um, new people into the yacht ownership side. Mm-hmm. So if they can start their experience on a, on a charter vessel then they often often will convert to you know saying hey i really like this i really enjoyed that and like your area we've always spent the last nearly hour you know talking about about how wonderful that area is it's like what better way what better place to uh to buy a boat um but to, so that so you're working on that right now um how how has been the politics going in your state i mean in terms of um, has it been has it been fairly easy for you to work through all the these last year and and COVID and and such or? Yeah, it really has to do with relationships and having. If you think about relationships as a bank account, you can't always be taking out money. Well, you can, but it doesn't end well. But I mean, just like with the relationships that you people you work with and the sales process, you can't always be asking, asking, asking. So this. The last 10 years with NMT, I've been trying to invest in these relationships, and we can do that in a variety of ways. We've needed those relationships, though, as our entire economy shut down. And so to get recreational boating on the same boat sales, boat dealerships on the same sales, uh, same footing as boat dealerships, and I'm sorry, car dealerships, was a huge win for us. So we were never shut down to sell boats. Um, recreational fishing, we, we were shut down a little bit, but now the governor is seeing that it's the mental health importance of getting on the water. So we are continuing to be able to activate people and get on the water and create as much economic activity as possible, doing it safely, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, the, it's it's one of those things with relationships that we just recently had an experience um, in the super yacht world where I have been made aware of, uh, of two stewardesses that were coming, uh, that were attempting to come into the United States through SeaTac, which is the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. Um, and we're not only denied entry, but we're deported. And so 
kind of activated this i'm trying to use this in a, in a form of demonstrating how the industry works together and i was made aware of it from somebody else and i reached out to my colleague peter in washington state who reached out to you know his relationships and we had a meeting with the port director and we're able to you know kind of rectify the situation and have it become a positive um a positive outcome so um, that's that's a lot of the power of associations and things that like what U.S. Super Yacht Association does, Northwest Marine Trades Association, and so many others around the country. Um, that a lot of times in the yachting world, you don't understand what all of us are doing in the background. It's kind of like that swan on the lake that looks so serene, but underneath the water, their feet are kicking away like crazy, just to make sure that every, everything that you have when you come here is smooth and easy and people are educated and smiling and say, come to the United States and have a great time. And uh, my, my friend like Peter up there in the Northwest, that's their big job is to work it out so that you can come and spend time and cruise and enjoy all the things that we have to offer here so i've never had more appreciation for your little web feet as i do now (laughs) (laughs) no actually i think i have like kind of barney barney rubble feet (laughs) let's just stick with those are all about the same thing um so peter before we run out of time uh but the Boat show is going on this weekend, right up until Sunday. Three days, thirty-first. Yeah, that's right. So it's going to run ten o'clock on the Pacific Coast uh, this morning to eight o'clock this evening. The live stream will be, and then Saturday and Sunday as well, ten to eight. You can put your partner bed and keep shopping because the internet never goes down, uh, never closes, and you can explore the three D. You can walk the red carpet even after show hours. Because only- what time is it now, um, Maeve and Dave? In we're in Ireland. It's just approaching five o'clock in the afternoon. Which would be there's a six hour hours. difference between six hour difference between the east coast between Europe and east coast. There's a six hour difference between so you want to, a nine to the, the Pacific yeah. coast. There's a six hour difference between CET Europe time and Florida. There's a five hour Correct. difference yes. between Ireland and, and there's nine hours between us. I know this well because my siblings live in California. But oh, right. so, the other question so is difference so if you want to get up and watch the live stream you better to i mean is that darn it there's no way to dvr it well I, I would say that uh that the boys in the boat author daniel brown will be on in uh at 11 15 my time so you could watch him and right be- yeah and then we'll be talking with him and it'll be a lot of fun so if that's what something that interests you daniel brown at 11 15 my time which is in two hours and 15 minutes um and again how do people get to watch so seattleboatshow.com is the home page you'll see my face right there um, scroll down just a little bit and just hit play hit play um if anyone has any trouble they can send me an email peter at nmta.net and i can give you the directions as well and then i would check out the activities we've got a, a dog photo contest as well you can see the boat show tv logo and right there which you can click on one. as well can i ask peter do people buy tickets online is it it's, are there so activities see, free certain activities yeah, are really good question i'm free uh you can watch my stream for free if you want to go into the show which is what we're the, it's all about it's five dollars oh, and it's and up that's to a 89 pass. that's right that's right uh it's and then up to 89 dollars with different values uh propositions in there like so a boat the, us membership the five dollars uh, the the mate package then you got the captain package at 49 dollars oh, well said exactly and then the admiral is the 89 package 
That's right, and it's it's still a cost saver compared to yeah. what you would have to get if you took all those classes independently. No taxi so. rides, no parking, no none of that. You can hot dogs. No it, hot. You could do it all at home. Um, just out of interest, after the show, will you be keeping or hosting certain parts of the seminar and certain things up that se- yep. people can still so. kind of have a look? Exactly. Up to seven days after the show, you can tap into the recordings. Okay. So if anyone's tuned in when we're rebroadcasting this on Monday or Tuesday and you go, damn, I missed it, you can still have the chance to check out some of the activities and what went on this year and um, find uh, out more anyway. As, as we're just about at the top of the hour, gut feeling, Peter, you know, post-COVID world, I believe there is going to be a post-COVID world. Do you see yourself kind of continuing with this virtual when you get back to the the the, uh, the actual real people at a uh, at a show. Do you see this as something you'll do in parallel? Yeah, I think it's to be complimentary. That's the word I would use. I think mm-hmm. there's something magical about bringing people mm-hmm. together, uh, just the camaraderie and the sense of normalcy around buying a boat in a mm-hmm. with a herd is a really cool process. So I think and people really want to see the the touch and feel a boat purchase. But the uh, this online platform for people that can't necessarily get here and on the seminars, yeah. it's definitely. It's like we've been wait- we've been waiting our entire life for this. Yeah. Well, Very sounds cool. fantastic. Does, now we've spread it to the rest of the world, and well, we, uh, no, you can find out to... right now for yourself at seattleboatshow.com. Yes, I was going to play- say yes. Yeah, that festival site is everfest.com, where Chip rates the 300 top festivals. So I'd, I'd recommend that one, everfest.com. Seattleboatshow.com is where you can find me, and then uh, synw.org is the Super Yacht Northwest website which i think you all will love that that, that has absolutely fantastic photography and and great destination features that anybody Mm -hmm. who's looking to cruise on a super yacht would definitely appreciate that and if i could just say peter what we're broadcasting live we also rebroadcast the show several times during the week average weekly listenership to the update ussa across all uh, broadcasts Roughly, we're hitting about eight thousand a week. So, job done. We got your eight thousand. I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> Put your feet up, my friend. That's right. <laughs> Peter, always lovely to have you, and we should have you more on the show. Um, and, and can I just say, for a final little reminder for those that um, want some feel-good podcasts, can you uh, direct them? I presume you're on Apple and Spotify. Oh, Apple, and- yeah, uh, Spotify. Um, I've got a website, the Joy of Life Pod. Dot com, mm-hmm. and um, check it out. I love your feedback, especially if it's positive. Yeah. <laughs> that well, that's what it's all about these days. God knows. I'm uh, I'm going to head off now to the uh, local hardware store, get myself a new big bucket because my bucket list uh, <laughs> it's been overflowing since I spoke with you. There's a lot more going on to it. Uh, great to talk with you. Enjoy the rest of your show. Job well done. And uh, I look forward to picking up your podcast. Uh, thank you. Sound really interesting. Uh, Kitty, awesome. appreciate it. As awesome, always. Peter. Thank you so you much. Bet. I'm off to the show. Off to the show. Get to work there, Mister. Get to and, work. And uh, thank you so much, as always. And uh, Babe and Dave, you guys are always so much fun. It's a great way to end my week. So thank you so much, Kitty. It's a great way to start our weekend.
So you have been tuned in to Update USSA, and uh, we've had the pleasure of finding out all about the Seattle Boat Show today. Mm, and the Seattle area and the Northwest. Indeed. Uh, what a place to go. Certainly on the bucket list. Uh, this has been Update USSA with the wonderful Kitty and guests, and of course, Maven Dave here at the studio. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Super Yacht Radio, making you feel good all day long. long.